0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision.
1: Welcome in. Good day. Sort of. I guess it depends on what you mean by good day, right? Tough day. Tough, tough, tough day of your Wall Street stock again. Didn't we go through this on Friday? We did. Why do we have to get through it again? We do. We see the markets lower, but off their lows. Uh, Dow's down uh, 183. NASDAQ down 22. SP 500 down 15. Russell down 11. So they're down. NASDAQ's down one third of 1%. Dow's down three quarters of 1%. It feels weird, right? Because you see the commercials that say, not the commercials, but the headlines on Yahoo or whatever browser you're using. Stock's getting smashed again. Hulk smash! Stock market remains a sea of red on uh, Monday morning. After the Dow and the S&P 500 lost 2% on Friday. 2%? Since when do we get upset about 2%? Seriously? Now, what we don't like is why, and we do get upset about the why, the Federal Reserve is marching interest, not the Federal Reserve, Eh, yeah, maybe a little bit of the Federal Reserve, the interest rates are marching higher. Oh, when the saints go marching up? Uh, So you're seeing the 10-year Treasury move higher, and that makes the cost of borrowing higher. Now, a lot of this has to do with the jobs report that we've seen, global markets, a very healthy stock market for nine years. A very healthy January. Maybe too healthy. That could be part of the problem. So we got that kind of going. Um, Bitcoin's out there, struggling again. Making gold look kind of cool. 10 year treasury sits at 2.84%. Not much of a move over there. But again, that's something we're eyeballing because that's something that's been doing the moving, the moving and the shaking. Um, got called into TV Friday night because they wanted to kind of make a big deal out of a 2% move down. I'm like, we were up 6 to 8% in January. You know, just the first day of February we're down. Are we really going to stress over that? And they're like, sure. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, stock market suffered a thumping, but again... When you lose 3,000 points or 2,000 points or 500 points and it's Dow 10,000, that's a problem. But when the Dow marches 18, 19, 20, 21,000, 22,000, 23,000, 24,000, 25,000, 26,000, it's a lot less. I myself would like to see the market get thumped. A good 5 to 10% correction would be great. 15%? Ugh. But I'll get over it. Losses on Friday were attributed primarily to a fear of rising interest rates, which triggered valuation concerns. That's fair. For the better part of the last three years, we've been saying, markets look kind of expensive. Will the earnings grow into the valuations? And when money costs very little, A, you don't have a lot of places to put your money, and it encourages risk. And B, you can say, well, we'll give these guys a little bit of time. We'll give these guys a little bit of time to borrow money and see what they can cook up. Apple and ExxonMobil were slightly disappointing last week. Some political angst out there, for sure, with the White House and Congress and memos. Ten year treasury you know, doing its thing, making a big move from two point three to two point eight three percent. Now investors haven't been swayed, you know, by better than expected earnings from Bristol Myers Squibb. The news that Oracle authorized an additional $12 billion for stock repurchases. Um, Broadcom submitted a best and final offer of $82 a share for Qualcomm. A 50% premium over where the stock was November 2, 2017. Speculation has picked up again that Archer Daniels Midland might be interested in buying Bungie. Uh, or Bung. There's nagging sense that the stock market still has some more... Um, negative work to do because of January's speculative excesses. Outgoing Fed chairman Janet Yellen stirred that pot with the observation in an exit interview with CBS in which she said, in a source of some concern that asset valuations are so high. It's a source of some concern. Assets, stocks, bonds, real estate. I've got a sense of, of nagging concerns. A uh, stock that I own is getting blood bathed today, Wells Fargo. I'm positive on it, but the Federal Reserve announced on the close of Friday that it's restricting the growth of Wells Fargo until the bank demonstrates it has officially improved its governance and controls. That announcement um, stirred a wave of downgrades in the stock, and it's down 7.5%. So Wells Fargo has to play nice. Wells Fargo made the... <laughs> Just dumb mistake of opening uh, bank accounts and credit card accounts. So you go in and open up a bank account, and they would say, Do you want a credit card? And you say, No. And they'd go, Okay, thank you. And suddenly you get a credit card. Um, and a lot of people are like, Well, okay, I won't activate it, but maybe I will activate it. And that representative who said yes may have got a bonus, or that office may have got a bonus or numbers of activations. So the big market mover, um, I think, is trading today right now. You know, it's trading. That's what we're paying a lot of attention to today. And again, I'm okay with that. So stocks are extending last week's losses as treasury yields remain at multi-year highs. Um, It's a shift. And maybe it'll make it more of a stock picker's market. Maybe it'll make it more of a you know, find the right names. Um, maybe you should be thinking financials, things along those lines. There's ways to play this. How about that Super Bowl? You know what was not lost on me on that Super Bowl? Amazon. Dun 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 dun. What was not lost on me on that Super Bowl? Was it Amazon and Netflix? Bought commercial time on NBC. Basically, I don't know if this is fair to say or not. Basically, to say, um, come look at our product and stop watching television. Uh, are you with me on that, or am I, is that too much of a stretch? In Austin, it's 60 degrees with its- a. <laughs> what is that? Amazon's Alexa oh. lost her voice this morning. How is that even Got it. possible? <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, not lost on me. HBO, Amazon, and Apple—all not Apple. HBO, Amazon, and Netflix—all uh, bought commercials. Basically saying, NBC, your terrestrial, you know, your conventional media. We are streaming media. Come to us. Um, I don't know. I just thought that. It's felt that when I saw it. Maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. That's fine. Wages have seen the fastest growth since 2009. Hmm. Tighter labor market, tax cut policy, and a rise in minimum wage. You'll likely get more money in your paycheck this month thanks to those tax changes. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. So this is Imagine Dragons. And I tell this story every time we play an Imagine Dragons song coming back. That one time I saw them probably six years ago at a teeny tiny club and they're carrying their own equipment out after the show and I don't smoke, but I was lingering outside. Lead singer walks by and I go, Hey, Hey, I liked your show tonight. Is there any chance I can give you $10,000 and I get backstage passes for the rest of my life to your events? And he goes, no way. And he laughed and kept walking. Good thing you didn't do that. Cause that would have been a sweet deal for me. They play festivals, they play arenas. Anyhow, so a lot going on in Wall Street right now, and I think I really need to, again, try to focus on that as much as I can. That's when you need me the most is when you get fearful and or greedy, in my opinion. And I don't want you to get fearful or greedy. Take a look at some of the stocks that are uh, moving up on a down day. That's a good way to start. Um, you're seeing Apple move higher. Maybe their their fall has already been priced in. You're seeing the Dow Jones down 58. Hmm. That's not very much anymore, is it? Um, Starbucks higher. Um, Snap higher. Now, should you go out and buy Snap? The difference between Snap and Qualcomm is pretty big. Snap and Apple, pretty big. Snap and Alibaba. Amazon higher today, uh, Google lower, Netflix slightly lower. So stocks got smashed on the open, but it doesn't look so bad right now. Now this could be the calm before the storm, whatever you want to call it. This could be a part of a problem. Violent market sell-offs are pretty easy to spot, and I think they're pretty easy to get through. Um, To me, the one that bothers, I think that scares me the most is Bitcoin. Because with Apple, you could say they've got X amount of cash. With Bitcoin, there's nothing back in it. Now, you could say, Rob, you don't understand Bitcoin. It's the future. I can understand that it doesn't have anything back in it, is what I can understand. Um, Broadcom has sweetened its bid for Qualcomm, calling its offer best and final. Oh boy, Chipmaker Broadcom raised its offer to buy Qualcomm by 24%. I own shares of Qualcomm. And I could see Qualcomm going in on their own. I could see Qualcomm saying, you know what? That's a pretty good premium from Friday's close. It's 24% higher. Stocks, Qualcomm's not moving higher. Wall Street doesn't think Qualcomm's going to do it. Broadcom is led by an ambitious CEO, Tan who is seeking to build a giant chip company to get major market share and lock in billions of dollars being spent by telecom companies to build out 5G networks. Qualcomm share is down today. Hmm. Qualcomm and its board now has a very tough decision on how they go. Apple said on Friday, we're not using Broadcom's uh, chips in our next phones. Hmm. <laughs> That's pretty interesting right there. And then Qualcomm's trying to buy nxp semiconductors to diversify their portfolio of semiconductors so after qualcomm rejected its offer already broadcom and private equity firm silver lake partners um they've kind of like taken this this thing to be kind of um, how does one say it? hostile so um wall street greed for lack of a better word is good um which if you haven 't seen that movie, it holds up pretty well, except for when they pull cell phones out they 're the size of shoeboxes. boxes. Green is good what is it? what a what a voice right Green. So back to the stock market uh watch for another selling wave uh friday 's six hundred and sixty five point drop in the Dow was just a two and a half percent pullback, and this morning we we dipped lower. You know, one percent, one and quarter percent. That's not a five percent correction. Five percent corrections are normal and healthy. Uh, there have been 599 one-day drops of that size in the Dallas history. Um, that's how a pullback feels. And I remember being at the gym on Friday and going, "This isn't so bad." Um, but you saw some old guys standing around naked in the locker room, sit on leather couches. Ugh. And you can see fear in their eyes. You know why? I already said it. Old. So when you're younger, and I'm, I'm definitely middle-aged. I mean, I'm not middle-aged. I'm on the older side of younger aged, or something. I don't even know how to classify myself. Watch for a, a round of selling now as institutions trapped in bets on continued low volatility or assuming negative correlation between stock and bond prices. They have to put their assets out there. But it's how a pullback feels. It's uncomfortable. You know, if you've got kids, at some point in time, they're going to ask you to get on a roller coaster with them. And you're going to be like, it's been 30 years. It's going to feel uncomfortable. And that's what a stock market drawdown feels like. Is capitalism dead? Did everyone lose their jobs on Friday? Uh, Did oil go to 200? No. Now, this doesn't mean that we're not in for a period at some point in time. Six days, six weeks, six months, six years of negative markets. Markets never do six years. That's one of the reasons CFP Chad Burton talks about having three years in cash so that you can take those down periods before the stock market pushes back towards all time highs. Now, again, you can sit there and go, ah ha ha ha, Rob, you're crazy. This time we're going to zero. And there's going to be commercials on this radio station. There's going to be commercials on television. There's going to be commercials out there on the Internet about how this market is too much for you. It went down two and a half percent. If you can't handle two and a half percent, you can't handle the truth. You should not be an investor. Right, Jack? You can't handle the truth. Thank you, Jack. Now, context helps. Pullbacks are normal and healthy. They happen all the time. 5% pullbacks should happen two to four times a year. It shakes out the weaker hands. Now, like, look around right now. If you're on a train or look around if you're at the office, don't you want some of these guys to get scared and sell? Don't you want some losers to go with the winners? Otherwise, we all, like, you know, um, what's that Alphaville song? You can... Uh, wash your car for an afternoon in utopia. It's utopia something, and I don't know the words to it, but um, afternoons in utopia. We can't have the markets going higher forever and ever and ever. So the market opens lower. It battles its way back. I'm mostly okay with it. Um, Does it feel good? No, but roller coasters don't feel good. When you're done with a roller coaster, you're like, that was fun. Uh oh, I dig you people. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Rob Black Show. That's Rob Black dot com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. That's Lord. The 2018 Grammy Awards kind of had a a star-studded lineup of performances, Lady Gaga, Pink, Bruno Mars. But she wasn't there, even though she was nominated for Record of the Year. She wasn't asked to sing. Her real name is Ella O'Connor. And I think she's... Gosh, if I were 20 years younger, I'd be like, I think she's hot. I think she's all that out of a Bucket of Chicken. Listen to that voice. So, of the 899 people nominated in the last six Grammy Awards, 9% were women, This year, Lord was the only woman nominated for Album of the Year, and she's not even scheduled to perform. It felt like a snub. I think in the year of Women, that's a snub. When I think in the year of Me Too, I think that's a snub, and there's no doubt about it. Now, she's cuckoo as Cocoa Puffs. She wants to honor her heroes by asking people to send her T-shirts that she can uh ultimately donate she wants a crosby stills nash young shirt she wants a paul simon shirt simon and garfunkel phil collins so she wants you to send shirts to her so she can wear them on her tour and i'm pretty sure she probably made a little bit more than you last year and yes i know it's melodramatic for me to even be talking about it at this point in time but uh i am and now i shut up to get your calls on the air. Let's take a look at the markets, shall we? And shall we do it together? Oh, take a look at this. The NASDAQ's positive. The Dow's down one-third of a percent, and the S&P 500's down less than one-tenth of a percent. Okay, so now can we say it's over? We're free and clear no is the answer because something happened the 10-year treasury moved higher and something happened Uh, markets that always went higher suddenly swooshed lower it's kind of like being in an airplane where it drops you know in turbulence and you're like is that it probably not probably not um commercials of the super bowl what did you feel to me i thought pepsico stole the show um, PepsiCo really shows you what they do They're during they, the Super Bowl. They spend money, eh? And I've always said it's okay to buy any company that advertises the NFL, Major League Baseball. If you're like, this halftime report brought to you by Visa. This halftime show brought to you by Pepsi. If they could throw that kind of money, you could buy that company and you'll probably be okay in five, ten years. Now, you got to be careful because, like, some of the... The ones that are like trying to nab market share, Um, like E-Trade a couple years ago, back in the 90s. And then a monkey on a rocket, (laughs) and the rocket was going higher, signaling stocks are going higher. you got to be a little careful. With that said, I think PepsiCo stole the show with Doritos, Pepsi, Mountain Dew. Um, They generate positive chatter. Doritos, Mountain Dew took the number one and number two spots, according to consumer brands, like Folio's Consumer Buzz Meter. And um, they look at social media and they see what people are talking about and that's how they choose their winner. Budweiser had a mixed night. It had a standing stand by me ad Um, and viewers enjoyed the Michelob Ultra I like beer song. Um, But half the viewers truly just like Bud Knight, Dilly Dilly. Dilly Dilly! What does Dilly Dilly even mean? Um, Are we winning? uh Uh-oh
0: it's so small from back here. I can't really
1: tell. Look! It's the Bud Knight. Oh, there we go. It's
0: the Bud Knight. We're saved. Yes. Dilly, dilly!
1: So someone was sitting next to me, and they're like, during that commercial, the Bud Light Knight, which is a nice play on words, but they're like, is this a video game? So when you lose the point of what it is, you kind of lose the point of what it is. So dilly dilly is short for delicious. Kind of stupid, huh? It's a sort of medieval cheer. The phrase has taken on a life of its own. Um, now, some people will say that it doesn't mean anything, but the Urban Dictionary, which you've got to be able to trust, you know, dictionary.com, it's a shortening of the word delightful or delicious from the 1930s. So it's come up to mean its own thing as remarkable or unusual. Okay, so you learned something today. I'm good with that. <laughs> we, now that's another sound we're going to add to the show. And one of my bosses is going to crawl into the computer and delete it. <laughs> Snake. Um, that's all I have to say about that. So, da-da. Apple's investigating an iPhone 10 glitch, which has stopped some people from answering calls. I would call that a glitch for sure. I would definitely call that a glitch. Um, how about Wild yesterday? Netflix, they redefined the way we watch TV with binge-watching. I remember there was a period in my life where I had to stay up all night long, and I started binge-watching um, Breaking Bad. So I'd watch three or four episodes before I'd finally crash. And I didn't watch six seasons in a sitting, but I could have. So Netflix did something last night, and Netflix publicly traded released a trailer for the third movie in the Cloverfield franchise during the Super Bowl. And it appears to be on a space station. It's called The Cloverfield Paradox. And the first Cloverfield was made for very little money, and it made a ton of money. The second one was made for a little money because it was set in one seat, one room. And it made okay money. So the new movie is called The Cloverfield Paradox. And the movie follows a group of international astronauts on a space station working on experimental technology. This is what's fascinating about it. The movie was supposed to be released in April. So Netflix ran a commercial for it yesterday. The first preview, the very first scene that we've seen of the movie. And they released it directly right after the Super Bowl. That's brilliant marketing. That is, you know, don't wait for bad reviews. Don't wait for good reviews. Don't wait for competition. You have a stage of 100 million people. And right after the, the Super Bowl, you can now stream the Cloverfield Paradox. That's again, things are changing pretty fast, in my opinion. And it's tough to keep up with technology and it's tough to keep up with where markets are going. That's why you have to be a savvy investor. Savvy investors have known. Um, You don't have to be a savvy investor, but it helps, I think. Oh, what else is there to talk about out there? That's right, Jack. Apple Music's overtaking Spotify oh my captain oh my my my. Oh my 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 so apple music on track to overtake spotify and this is big news because there's a lot of people who are spotify like um how shall we use the word um snobs snobs that's it and they're like i like apple i like spotify and yet they'll buy an iphone and they'll invest at apple and they'll be like they won't it's a similar service uh, but Apple Music's on track to overtake Spotify by a number of U.S. subscribers. The Wall Street Journal reported on Sunday, citing people in the music business uh, familiar with figures, and they reported by the two services. Spotify is currently the largest music streaming service globally, with Apple coming in second. So Apple's not overtaking the number one overall spot, but the U.S. number one overall spot. And that's pretty good. Apple Music told the Wall Street Journal it now has 36 million global subscribers, up from 30 million, the company reported in September Spotify said on Twitter in January that it had 70 million subscribers worldwide. Um, Spotify is coming out with an IPO this year. Mm, you think Apple's going to catch them? So a lot of people got caught up in Apple's uh, numbers in the recent quarter. Um, and I don't think you really should be caught up in that. You should be caught up in their services numbers. So when you have 1.3 billion installed user base... Uh, If you can get them to spend $14, $10 a month on music, that goes a long way in a higher margin business. If you can get them to buy apps and use digital currency to get an extra free turn or a free spend, that's a ton of money. Um, So just throw that out there. Dilly, 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 dilly. I know. That's the new what's up, what's up, and that's not annoying now either, is it? (laughs) We got to get a better sound of that one. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in there. Did I do this story last week? Oracle Silicon Valley campus is now home to a high school. Um, I predicted this five years ago that Google, Apple, Oracle, Facebook, they want employees who are well-trained. And we only allow so many visas to come into the United States for tech workers. You know, high schools aren't doing enough of it, and a four-year college degree is too expensive. So Oracle is known for its database technology, is now opening a high school on its campus. And it's, it's, the high school is called Design Tech. It's a public charter school that works closely with Oracle as education foundation, which is a nonprofit. Uh, though four years old, the school doesn't ha- didn't have a permanent home until recently, and it's moving in on campus um how about recruiting from going downstairs into the conference center and you know pulling the students together Uh, that may have a, a positive influence no no my french friend pierre is here that is good no no i'm rob black talking all things financial money investing and more
0: i'm french why do you think i have this outrageous accent you silly king
1: don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. So I'm talking a lot about digital media in 2018 and technology. Generation Z is going to take over as the demographic to pay attention to. Um, it's people born between 1996 and 2011. They represent 40% of U.S. consumers by 2020. Wall Street is a future discounting mechanism. So it's basically looking 6 months in the future. And you start looking at the calendar 2018 you're like, "Whoa, we're not that far away from Generation Z representing 40% of the US consumers." When you're the dominant group, people pay attention to you because you go to where the money flows. Digital publishers are going to look to diversify revenue beyond advertising. Um, So digital publishers are going to look for new revenue streams, a combination of subscriptions and brand licensing and merchandising and e-commerce partnerships. I saw in 2017 Live Nation and Ticketmaster made a deal that basically uh, they're, they're not only can you buy your concert ticket but you can buy the concert swag you can buy the shirt from these guys so if you want the Madonna Like a Virgin Tour shirt you have you don't have to but you can pre-order it so you can actually show up at the show with it they don't want to just make money like the way they used to of service fees and maybe a cut of the ticket now they also want to sell you some of the, the, the goods in Europe and Um, uh, where do I go with this Amazon is already selling tickets to concerts do you think that's going to continue or you think that's going to stop no everyone's looking for new revenue streams artificial intelligence is a buzzword and it's played a bigger role in advertising more brands and marketers are using artificial intelligence to improve the targeting and efficiency of their ads I don't like that Sometimes my phone creeps me out. Sometimes websites creep me out. If I happen to go skiing two weeks ago, why all of a sudden am I getting skis 50% off sales on my web page's ads delivered to me? But highly personalized brand messages and content, um, ways of measuring campaign analytics, it gives big instant insights on performance. I like to give speeches on how to save money for retirement. And in the past, I've just looked at the density of population. So in the Bay Area, we got counties like Marin, where there's a lot of trees. There's not a lot of high rises. There's not a lot of businesses. I don't do seminars there because there's not enough people to. I want to draw 100 people per crowd. So I, I look at the East Bay. I'm like, same thing. Um, there are a lot of younger people who necessarily don't have money. <clears throat> so they, nor do they want to save money. So I look basically from like San Mateo to San Jose as my, my you know, data. That's not very smart of me. That's just the you know, population census. Now it's worked, but you get the idea. Amazon's gonna be a big story in two thousand eighteen as they're upgrading their advertising tools and it's inching closer to becoming a third dominant advertising force, breaking up the duopoly. Um, Amazon wants, you know, a lot of self serve capabilities so that when you come you can advertise with them. So the old advertising companies like WPP, Omnicom and Publicis, they're going to collect, you know, easily 800 plus million to advertise on Amazon over the next several years because Google and Facebook, they dominate the digital ads and Amazon's like, well we could do that too. So they're building tools Amazon at the current point in time so that ad buyers at WPP, Omnicom and Publicis can like, you know, self-serve themselves um amazon's ad business is a long way off from google's and facebook amazon generated ad revenue in 2017 in low single digit billions low single digit billions that's minuscule when you look at google 61 billion and facebook 27 billion and that was only through like half three quarters of 2017 amazon wants a piece of that pie my favorite pie chart is how much pie do i eat I'm a big pie chart fan.
0: Get in my belly!
1: That's right. Get in my belly. Apps and platforms are another topic of 2018. And again, you're seeing app store ecosystems trying to get more robust and reliable revenue streams, and they're shifting to higher quality content. You know, it's cute that you, know, you could have 40,000 apps, but if only 30 or 40 of them are generating you know, big revenue, let's focus on that and let's get them to generate bigger revenue. Smartphones are gonna continue to become less of a central hub in developed markets as we're starting to see connected speakers and virtual reality and augmented reality headsets um, continue to ship away the dominance on digital platforms. So the phone app store will play into the virtual reality app store and the augmented reality app store and the connected speaker. Right now, on your connected speaker, Amazon, Alexa, for instance, you could say, hey, let's play Jeopardy. And someone's come up with an app for it. And at some point in time, to get, like, the real Alex Trebek, who, let's hope he doesn't have a stroke, because then he's going to sound like, the answer is. And, like, you don't want that. But you would pay for the real Alex Trebek play Jeopardy in your house right? I'll take the rapist for 200 (laughs) that's therapist so Amazon's dominant in the voice assistant market with the Alexa enabled speaker and services and if you go look at what Alexa can and can't do they've said it's an open system if anyone wants to develop anything for it you you can do that The Google Home and Apple's HomePod are going to say, we don't want you to run away with this category. We want to piece that action too. Um, Apple has made a bit of a mistake with the App Store in the past few years by letting too many apps on it. Google that's way too many apps on it and sometimes they've got like Chinese viruses that spy on what you're doing and steal your credit cards Apple's tried to stay away from that but they're still at this point in time it's a little too wild wild west whereas Google's got the wild 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 west in their play store yeah I'm Rob Black stock talk looking at the future talking investing talking ideas stick with me find me online at robblackshow.com